what I really wanted to ask you was, I, I've been uh, I've been trying to get into the holiday spirit, mm-hmm. and I've kind of have my official like ranking or my uh, Mount Rushmore, so to speak, of the best Christmas movies. I like Christmas movies. Ooh. And I was, uh, I'm kind of putting you on the spot a little bit with this, but I had, uh, Natalie had never seen Christmas Vacation. I could see that, though. First off, she's not a movie person. Not a movie person. And she's too young for when it came out. That's the type of movie you see at the time when it comes out. It holds up. Still very funny. It's, yeah, it's phys- it's mostly physical comedy. Slow in the beginning. Yeah, the physical stuff. I haven't seen it in me. years. Randy Quaid is pretty lights out in it. I gotta be honest. I like the original better than I like Christmas Vacation, sure. I, and I'm in the minority. Most people think Christmas Vacation is the best one. Sure, but what what I what I really wanted to ask is, I guess, the main question before we got on that Howard Stern tangent when we started, um, was what's your favorite Christmas movie? Do you and do you have one? Um, I I would have to say at first at first thought it would have to be. A Christmas story I, I, with with Ralphie. I, I'm I'm thinking as far as like the thing that just stayed evergreen for years. And they have I didn't even watch it yet, but they have a sequel they just came out with on HBO. I want to watch it. So do I. Um, but I think that's a movie. Talk about never changing and it being nostalgic. And you're not. It's not like I think I would laugh harder at Christmas Vacation, obviously. But that movie is like has all these images that were, uh, just. I saw from the, probably the age of... Because it came out 83, I think, and I was yeah. five. So it has all these images that you just... You, it almost doesn't matter that it's a movie anymore. It's just like the, you're going to shoot your eye out, uh, the, the the Santa Claus kicking them down the sl- Like There's so many scenes in that movie that are just... It's, it's still a funny... It still holds up. Can I tell you three things about that movie? I I probably know them already, but sure. You want to tell me three new things, like behind the scenes, like three things about my thoughts on that movie? Are they positive or are they negative? Well, you're smiling, so I'm guessing they're negative. Thing number one is it does not make my top five. Thing number two, the movie makes me physically sick to my There's fucking a- stomach. <laughs> and number three, I hope I never see it again. You, you just described it like it was a Saw movie. You just said you could. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I think. Guess what? I, I lied and said I liked on. it for so many years. I fucking hate that. That could have been. That could have been summed up into one thing. I fucking hate that movie. That could have been just what you said. I know. But, but you decided to trample all over myself and everybody's childhood by coming up with these three things that you just these arbitrary things that were just added to the negativity towards a classic Christmas movie. How about this? Can you give me reasons? <laughs> You're in so much pain right now. Because I'm thinking about the movie. I wish he would have shot his fucking eye out. Why do you hate it? Is it? It just stinks. And it's so like, like just watching it, it's like they're in this like old timey house. And like I've just watched it so many times to the point where. I know what's happening, and I get no excitement out of it, no joy out of it. It's like mundane. I can't stand Ralphie. He's a nightmare. He's kind of a fucking asshole. I really get mad when he beats up the bully. 
I wish the movie would just end with him getting the shit kicked out of him by that redheaded bully, <laughs> and then that's just the end. And then end credits roll. Let me ask you this: Do you have trauma on the Christmas and when you flip on TBS and it's being played twenty four hours straight? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that, that's is what that your did idea it to me. I think I used to hell? like it. And this is probably a hack fucking take, but I think I used to like it. But the 24 hours thing, it just there were a couple Christmases where we threw it on when that first started and just let it ride. And if 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 I see them fucking the dad yelling fake swear words at those dogs one more time, I'm going to fucking lose it. Well, you just watched it a lot. So you liked it at some point. You're just sick of it. That's more of what it is than yeah, you think it's I bad. Yeah, I think it sucks. I don't think it sucks. I also think, like, I'd love to hear what this top five is. I don't even know if there is five Christmas movies that come close to that. Like, how about this? I, I, can, I can name three right now that are better. Go ahead. It's a Wonderful Life. Better. Are you? You don't think that that has the same... That there's somebody out there that's fit 20 years older than you on a podcast going, I can't stand it. I've seen it too many times. I'm sick of it. No. It sucks. It, it's a wonderful life. You know, it bombed when it came out. A lot of Christmas movies do. Yeah, because it came out in the 30s when we were going through a depression. Wasn't nobody had money. Nobody had money to go to the theater. Well, that was the 20s. And, the, and on top of it. Fuck. I'm just making up I facts know, to I know. argue. But there was no. Like an American. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a wonderful life. What else? The Santa Claus with Tim right, Allen. I'll, just, fi- I'll fight you to the death. We can just this. end the friendship. The Santa Claus is such a good movie. Such a good. You're Christmas showing movie. your age with these with with, the, with that pick. You're showing like that you don't have appreciation for history. I, I have a great. I said it's a wonderful life. Yeah. That's the classic. That's the original. But how many times have you seen it? A bunch. Every year. <laughs> All right, that's true. That's it. an old movie, but and it makes me cry. The Santa Claus. I bet you next you're gonna say. Jingle all the Jingle way. Jingle all the way, yes. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. Hilarious. All right. I don't know. I just think that I thought you meant I I I am not a huge fan of like when they of I like the idea of Christmas movies being from either like way back, like it's a wonderful life, which I, I get that too. I, I, I mean I I like that movie. I I like why you like it. It's a it's a it's a it's a more innocent movie. That's how I feel about Christmas Story. It's like innocent for the time frame it came out. It's set in the fifties. It's like, but Jingle All the Way is just like almost like a maybe because I was like older when it came out. I think it was like fifteen or something when it came out. Or Santa Claus, same thing. I was past the age of giving a shit about Christmas. Jingle All the Way is definitely not good. Right, but I'm saying if I was younger, like when you came out, you were like six probably. Probably right. So that's why and I was you dig a it. huge Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad fan. You want to hear one of my favorites, and then it's it's kind of a deep cut. And it's fantastic. What a little Jim Henson creation named Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I never watched it. <gasps> I think you've mentioned it to me before. It is awesome. What was that? My <laughs> guess. I'm going back. <laughs> to my, I'm going back to my childhood <laughs> my holidays in my head. Um, it's great. It's got all this great music in it. It's Jim Henson. It's like Muppets, but they're not part of the Muppet world. It's just these otters that had this this Emmett and his friends want to join this like this this contest to make money for Christmas presents. I think. Okay. I haven't watched it in a long time. It's got to be on Disney Plus. It's it's such a fun. I want to show it to Owen, a uh, Megan's son, because it's such a fun, cool. Well, the Muppet Christmas and is really good, and it's everlasting. I think you. Could, I think he could watch it now. Because of what it is, and still be excited about it. 
The Muppet Christmas is really good. The Muppet one is good. Yeah. The Muppet one's good. But it's not the best Muppet The movie. Muppet one's good. Muppets, no. Muppets Take Manhattan. Muppet Treasure best. Island. Muppet Takes Manhattan. No, Muppets Take Manhattan. <laughs> Muppets Take Manhattan is the best Muppets movie there Muppets is. Muppets Take Manhattan. Muppets Take Manhattan. Right? That's hard to say. Muppets, Muppets Take Manhattan. <laughs> Muppets take Manhattan. Muppets take Manhattan. I was trying to get into a unique argument with New York. <laughs> you know you need. Unique We're already in an argument, and it's. A <clears throat> Let me just say my final word on Christmas Story because I feel like I wasn't really direct. Is I feel like it's a try hard ass movie. I feel like it's trying so hard to hit all these silly little Christmas tropes without just actually being a good movie. Whereas It's a Wonderful Life is this heartfelt story about this man who wasn't thankful for what he had. And didn't realize that he did have a great life. Hey, a wonderful life, if you will. Um, and then he kind of gets to look at it and get some perspective and learn from it. And, you know, become a better man in the process. But it also has a couple, like, scary scenes in it. Like, when the when the when uh, he realizes that the um, the pharmacist puts the wrong medicine in the thing and he, he slaps him in the ear. Yeah. Right? And, and then... And then he goes in his foot, gets all, doesn't it get all like uh, messed up because of the ice, like frostbiters? No, oh, I thought there was a foot thing as well. I don't know. Oh, no, that's, oh, that's Mr. Deeds <laughs> when he has the black foot. Watch out, here comes the foot! And he puts the foot. Anyway, but here's the thing, let me ask you this. Yeah, that old classic mix-up. <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life in Mr. Deeds. <laughs> Ice-related movies. Um, here's the thing. You mentioned how you stopped trick-or-treating. Uh, at a at a late age on an earlier podcast, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what about Santa? When did you find out about Santa? Because I have a new I, we both don't have our own kids. Okay. I have a very strong opinion about when these kids should find out. I think it can change the type of human that you are. I think that can happen. <coughs> no, not I'm, I'm kidding, but I'm also not. No, go go ahead. You you I think give me your take first, and I'll tell you when I found out. Okay, so I I think I found out at eight. Nine, the latest. I think it was. I think I was eight. Okay. And maybe that's a tad too early, but it shouldn't be past nine. I don't think it should be past nine years old. They find out that, they, that Santa Claus isn't real because I found out by accident because I found a present in my mom's room and I was like, and at first I was like, oh, what are you a Thundercats doll? Huh. And she was like, oh, I help out Santa sometimes because he gets so busy. And I was like, that checks out. And I just walked out of the room. And then I realized maybe like a few days later, I think I put it together and I was like, oh, something's up. And I figured yeah. it out. And my sister tells me that all the time that I told her I ruined it for her, but I don't remember doing that because uh. it doesn't really gel with my personality. I'm a very sweet man. I'm very sweet. You've known me for a while. I don't I'm know. A very you might have got man. mad, though, and let it slip. I don't know what you were like as a boy. As a boy, I was a, a cherub. I was an absolute mm -hmm. delight as a boy. Okay. And uh, so here's the thing. When did you find out? I, I think I found out, I would say, around fourth grade. So that's probably like same thing. nine or ten. Yeah. That's Maybe fine. third grade. But what I did was, is because I am such a people pleaser, I Faked fake it. believe for two years because I didn't want to hurt my mom's feelings because of how excited she got talking to me about Santa. I think that happens all the time. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I also think some kids, you did it for the right reasons. I think some kids do it because they're like, I'm not getting this. I'm, I'm not stopping this gravy train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I, hit the, I hit the jackpot at once a year. Are you kidding me? I get $100 worth of Legos every single December 25th. You think I'm going to pass up I, on this? I got to believe in a false fat profit. I'll do it. <laughs> we, uh... So there was one Christmas, my cousin Carla loves Christmas. She would have this Christmas Eve party every year. 
and invite everybody over and she always had like an eclectic mix of friends because her uh and and her husband too was really close with my dad so they had a bunch of like friends that they knew from like work and the bar so it'd be like this uh, eclectic group and so not just my family and there was this one kid i forget his name uh, let's just say dan for the sake of argument little, <laughs> little boy's name was dan we saw him one year at the party and he was such a nice little kid good kid very respectful kind of quiet the next year he comes to the party and he's wearing Jinko black jeans. He had a chain hanging. He's wearing like a backwards hat and a leather jacket. And my cousin Carla is so sweet. And she probably had like she probably had like a little buzz on and she's trying to be real nice. And she says, Hey Danny, what uh what's Santa gonna bring you for Christmas? And he looks at her and goes I don't believe in that fucking shit. <laughs> and I lost it. And she was like, what? And she was like, yeah. She was like, it's just my fucking stupid ass prick, dad. <laughs> and this kid was so bad to the point where he was trying to fight adults. He's like nine or ten. So bad to the point where his dad had to like drag him out of there. What happened to him in that year? I don't know. His parents, something happened to his parents? Uh, I don't know. I think his parents were always divorced. He probably he just probably had something happen at church or Boy Scouts, if you know what <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That'll send your rogue. <laughs> hey, church or Boy Scouts, if you catch my drift. I got gotcha. you. Wink, wink. Nudge, yeah. nudge. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> or the local pool. <laughs> but the, the I think <laughs> so that would be his answer for Christmas. Hey, 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 David, what are you gonna get for Christmas? A tiny knife to defend myself with. <laughs> A switchblade in my yeah. pocket. Something to connect to this watch chain or wallet chain. <laughs> and that's why he had it, just swung yeah. it around. <laughs> like get away from me. Um Here's the thing. I absolutely. I'm a big fan. I I enjoy Christmas time. You know what's so funny is, I I I find myself because I'm by myself here in this apartment. I, like my mom's like you don't have a tree, do you? And I'm like, no, I don't. She goes, I find that very disappointing. And I'm like, why? I'm like, it's just me in my apartment. Yeah. So Ray could look at it once a week <laughs> when we're recording the podcast. <laughs> and I don't think you can take on, uh, giving care to another plant. You think I'm just this one on? I'm done. You have one plan, and you've plant. been bragging to me about keeping it alive for the past, I don't know, six months, and you're talking about how it makes you an adult. It's also here's the thing. I'm I'm actually pretty good at taking care of things more than I am at tidying up my apartment or basic life skills. So <laughs> I've been keeping this plant alive for a while, and it's a tree. At, but I did a couple leaves fell off because I think it overwatered it a bit, and as I saw one fall off, and in slow mo, I went. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> what, dude? Attach a couple fucking ornaments to that. Oh, that's a good idea. It could be like yeah. almost like a like a like a makeshift Christmas tree. I'll probably hurt it. I don't want to hurt it though. Yeah. But the thing it. is, I talk to my tree. My tree listens to the music I listen to. It grew a lot. Like it's way bigger than it was when I first than when I first got it. So, doing a pretty good job. That's good. Pretty man. pretty good job. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, what I wanted to talk about. You want me to do my thing first, or you want to get right into yours? Yeah, yeah. We could do more Christmas talk on the next episode. Let's do that. Yeah, let's yeah. do our two parter. Our let's, big holiday two parter. Let's do best gift we got next week. Let's do, really think about it and then do a deep dive. Oh, and Christmas songs. Ooh, let's do Christmas songs. I actually I have one that's at the top of my list right now because I haven't heard it 
in a while. So I, I sent it to Megan and I was like so excited. Is about it Stevie it. Wonders? That's what Christmas means to me. No, it's the best. No, it's Tom Petty. It's Christmas time again. That's in Lethal Weapon. Fantastic. It's Christmas. So cool. I love songs that can aren't good because they're Christmas songs. They're good because they're just good songs. Yeah, and they just happen to be about Christmas. That's that's how the Stevie Wonder song is. Yeah, you know song I'm talking about. I think so. Has the it one gone? That's like candles burning low, lots of mistletoe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in every Old Navy commercial every year. That's what Old Navy really. Old Navy like, really fucked a lot of songs <laughs> to death, didn't they? <laughs> so did Toyota. So did Apple. Apple is a little bit cooler because it's Apple and people like Apple. But there's a lovely day they had, right? Was Apple for you when they would do those dancing a commercials? Bill Weathers, I think it is. Yeah. All right, B. God rest his soul. Okay. Merry Christmas, Bill. Anyway, um, I'd but like yeah, to that's talk, what we'll talk about next. Let's week. talk about some. Yeah, definitely. I'll talk about some people, please. Oh, should we do the? Uh, we'll do a quick version of it. You want to do a top five Christmas song battle? Let's do it. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Um, here's the thing. I did a show upstate, and uh, here, the, the people pleaser. We even talked about our people pleaser tendencies in a while. We just kind of been shooting the shit, and it's been a lot of yeah. fun. I business wise, like when I have to run my own business as far as comedy goes, I'm terrible at it because I just kind of make friends with people, and I'm thinking like they won't really. Yeah, I know. I hear you hear about show business, a tough business. They're not gonna do me wrong on this. Yeah, I'm nice enough guy. Es- especially here's the thing: I'm not, I'm not negotiating stadiums here. Like I'm, I'm. It's one of these things. Where if you're screwing people out of a bullshit uh, uh, brewery or winery show, you should be ashamed of yourself because this is one promoter. And and granted, I take complete fault in this because uh, they gave me all the details about this gig. I had nothing else going on that night. I th- I thought I had somebody locked in to drive me. Uh, I was not making not nearly as much as I usually ask for, but I was like, ah, eh, it's it's it'll be fine. And I don't have anything that it's booked. And if somebody else comes along, I'll I'll say, hey, I can't do it. Um, I didn't do that. I didn't look for anything else. I kept it. I felt bad about because I've been friendly with this person. Felt bad about uh, finding something else. Didn't do it. Did other gigs with them in the past where it was fine. So I thought the scope of the gig was going to be this. Because like, the last show, we both did together. This is the one I'm talking about. Yeah. And it was, well, there wasn't many people there. Oh, so was the, it at the same place? No, it was okay. not. No, that's the thing. So the money I was offered, I'm not going to get into it, but it was basically, it would have been for a smaller 30-person tops sure. show. That's what it should have been. And I was like, oh, it's probably one of those again. I show up, remember, it's not a thousand people, but it's, the, the, the money being made up the show was more than triple of what I was getting paid. And I was like, and the person that booked the show wasn't even there. And yeah. when I realized, from what I understood, they were making uh, the same or more of the money than I was making and, and not even going to be there. So I was like, this is ridiculous. So I texted and said, what's, what's the budget? And then they wrote back and just gave me the same numbers they gave me originally. Granted, I know I'm wrong. I agreed to do it. But... The thing about it is, is like, don't screw people over for that size of a gig, uh, that level of things. Now I have a bad taste in my mouth. And now, and guess what? I'm in this thing. And I, people like me. I'm a nice guy. Most people, I'm really, people hate my guts. Yeah. But, like we talked about early in the show, uh, meaning like episodes and episodes ago. But my thing is this. Where our entire catalog is on Spotify and Apple Music. You can I'm, listen to all of our backlogged episodes. Exactly. Go mm-hmm. check it out. Um, but here's the thing, man. Like, 
do right like you can't especially it's a three hour drive upstate you can't screw people out of that level of gig like it's one thing if hey uh, it's a twenty thousand dollar gig and you took an extra 500 because for whatever reason but it's like uh and you and you and i just didn't notice or you know how a lot of clubs will miscount and give people the wrong head count on things but when i show up and i'm like I'm having also my buddies driving me for half the amount I'm making. Yeah, it's like, come on, you're. I'm just gonna say how shitty this is. There's nothing worse than that feeling of being fucked over. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and I've I've had I've had that before where, and to to the only part of the thing that's tough is is that you know it's a little bit your fault. Totally, and I take full. I take. I take responsibility for that. But that's what I'm saying because I've been there before where I've quoted a room based off of the information that they gave me about the room. And then I get there and I'm like, wow, they are making a lot of motherfucking money off of my back. Yeah. And that's all I could think about the entire time I was waiting for the show to start, the entire time I was on stage. Now, they did kick me a little extra, which was really nice of them at this place. That but is nice. not enough to warrant... Not enough to it's, warrant it's, what happened. It's one of these things where I'm not even saying that I'd say, hey, I want the entire budget. But the ratios you're dealing with here are just wrong. Yeah. And, yeah, I agreed to it, so that's it. But guess what? Now you have somebody who's out there who somebody's like, oh, I'm doing this so-and-so gig. Yeah, I did this. They screwed me. Like, they didn't screw me, but they, they lowball the shit out of it. So yeah. make, sh- make sure you're getting paid the right amount of money. Yeah, ask for more money. That's why it should be like a set amount. Also, uh, a friend of ours, KC, told me he's like he has this thing he sends where it asks all the right questions: what type of thing it is, how many people, all this. Right? I'd like to get that off of him. Yeah, I I have it. I can send it to you. Really? You yeah. Because because it's tough. It is tough because it's also like and that feeling is not cool because I know exactly how you were feeling. That like, why the fuck did I do this? Why didn't I? Why didn't I just speak up right away? Instead of all, because this is a business, mm-hmm. and sometimes that that like gets lost a little bit because it is entertainment. It's lost with me all it's the time. Fun. Yeah, it's something that we enjoy doing. So you kind of think, you know, well, I'll just bid, you know, this much money on a on a on a uh, show or quote them at this because I want to book it. I could use the money, right? But I feel like if in the long run you make out when you just value yourself correctly. I think so. It's really hard to and do, and that's something you got to work on. But there's yeah. other things I've done where I've I've done the correct uh, responses to things, and then I've also screwed up other times. But I'm like, I, there's got to be a set thing across the board, or just and then just and just take the losses. Like yeah. it's a no, it's a no. I've done that with other people, but with this particular person, I did other gigs for her, her that were like, oh, well, all right, you're gonna do, you do you'll do right by this, and yeah. I was completely wrong. Uh, so I, but th- I'm bringing it up because it's a people pleaser thing of like. Oh, uh, to be honest, when I asked what the budget was, and then she, when she wrote back the same amount that she quoted me, meaning this is what I offered you, I said, okay, so you're not even gonna, like, I, I, I was like, do I get into it? Is it, a, is there, is it worth it to get into, knowing that part? It's partly I, my fault. I don't think you can get into it because of that reason alone. No, I, I, so I just didn't respond. Yeah. And if I'm ever asked to do something again with this person, I'm gonna be like, yeah, and I'm gonna triple the amount of money and then for sure that'll be it that'll be it that'll yeah. be that thing and that's what i i've done this before people i had somebody out and, and so the show an hour outside the city or 45 minutes outside the city and i said this amount and they go ah, i can't do that i go okay that's no problem like i, I normally but when i 
I'm the one who's like, hey, we're friends now. You're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna do anything any issue or you, I, I don't ask the right questions. So it is on the, me, you know. And there is the power of no, which we've talked. The power about of before. no is a big thing. Yeah, it is. And I'm I go I have like waves of it. I go in and out with it. I'm like, hey, I'm I'm. I'm firing on all cylinders with the power of no. I'm, I'm knowing all over the place, and th- it's working out because whatever that karma is, is getting me other stuff that's doing, you know, other gigs, whatever it is. And then, and then uh, other times I'm like, you got it. I'll do it. No problem. Well, I, I, ha- I had a similar feeling um, about a situation where I should have just immediately, like, stood my ground in the beginning, and then it snowballed this past weekend. Okay, so uh, I think I told you a little bit about this off off air or off pod, off pod. But I flew to Milwaukee to do shows uh, this past weekend, and I had a layover in Chicago, so I had two different flights. Right, so I I on the, I get on the plane from New York to Chicago, and I was supposed to be in a window seat, but I was kind of not sure because it doesn't say window; it just says f you know so yeah. i didn't know if f because it's the row goes def i didn't know if f was the window or f was the aisle i didn't know how it was set up right. logically i should have known but i get to my seat and there was a lot of just ordeals happening where there's people in other people's seats having to move uh the uh, the overhead compartments were full so people were like bringing their luggage back out to get checked it was just a lot and a mess and I hate being an ordeal. I hate being in the way. I hate being a problem. And I hate any level of confrontation. So when I got back to my row, I see that there is somebody sitting in the window, somebody in the middle seat, and then the aisle seat is open. And I, in a second, thought to myself, am I going to say something to the guy that I think is in my seat? I'm 90% sure that F is that window seat. Right. And then I was like, but I don't really, I'm just going to sit down in the aisle seat. Fuck it. Right. Right. And how long was that flight? I forgot to ask you. Two hours. Right, that's the big that's the big fight. There's two a two hour one and a twenty minute one, right? Yes. So I sit down and then on the little headrest it's showing all the rules and information about the flight and then it literally shows F is the window seat. And I'm like, son of a bitch. You're seething. And I keep peeking over and I'm seeing this dude sitting there and he looks so comfortable and does he think he got one over on me? Does this did this dude sitting there and think some type of some type of bitch, or you know, is he gonna try to get my snack too? You're making up all these scenarios and in your head. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens. You start spiraling. Is is he gonna get off the plane? You're getting into jail rules. You're like, <laughs> he's, not, he's not taking my. <laughs> what? No, did he get off the plane and meet up with whoever picked him up and was like, oh, it was great. I had a window seat. I slept like a baby because some fucking bitch wouldn't kick me out of the seat so i'm just sitting there fuming on it the whole time i get off and because i couldn't switch at that point you know we got seatbelts on. on we're in the air i couldn't be like hey uh you want to switch me seats i'm supposed to be yeah. in the window and, and you you hate aisle aisle see i go aisle what's number two right okay see aisle's number one for me i go window because i like to lean up against the wall and go okay. to sleep okay why do you like aisle because I don't like being ha- – I don't, if I have to go use the bathroom, I don't have to a- – like going past two people and asking and going, oh, excuse me. That's a people-pleaser thing. I don't like going, oh, sorry, I had to get out. I've never went to the bathroom on a plane. Ever? Never. Oh, well, finish your story, but sorry. Okay. But we'll go back to that after. I've never went to the bathroom on a plane, yeah. So I get to the second flight, right? Yeah. And I knew and made sure I'm sitting in A – 
that's a window baby but this is one of the planes where it's just window aisle there's no middle seat it's a smaller plane and of course i get to the back of the plane and a dude is sitting in my seat at the window so i'm so shocked that happened twice it was it was challenging me because this is the the more of the story is coming so i come in hot with this (laughs) i'm like yo and also let's let's paint the picture you're six foot Six three. Six three, right. Yeah. Six three. You're a big dude. So you're coming on this guy. This guy's a bigger guy too. Okay, okay. He's not okay. like that big. He's smaller than me, but he's still a bigger guy. And he's like a like a man, like an adult, like probably a dad. <laughs> right. And I said, Yo, yo, yo. You're, uh, can I get in there? And he's like, Yeah, sure. And he just doesn't move. I think he thought, Can I sit next to you? Because I'm in the aisle. And I said, No, 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 no. I got the window seat. He was like, Oh, I thought I Thought I thought I had the window. I was like, you don't. I do. It's A. A is the window. And I like point to the thing. And he like gets out and he's like, has this like Midwestern accent. I immediately start feeling bad how aggressive I got with him. And he goes, oh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's only a 20 minute flight. And says something like that. I'm like, which is shitty. That's shitty. I'm sorry. That's shitty. Why is that shitty? Because there's a thing that people told me about Midwesterners. Midwestern nice. They, well, oh, they, people laugh about it. Bless his, bless her heart means what the fuck's her problem or what's going on with her. She's yeah. a wackadoo. Whatever it is. So they're just phony. And that's the thing. Oh, oh, oh I got the cute accent and I'm going to tell you. Oh, okay, you got it. I'm so sorry. Well, and, then, and then when you're already up, what is the point of saying it's a 20-minute flight? If, if, what does it matter? He's in the wrong seat. You bought your seat. Yeah, I think he was this making might be very it. Long Island of me, but it's 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 true. Either way, I sit down and I get settled in and then I just look at this guy and he's just sitting there reading his book like a sad little fucking nerd. And I think I didn't have to be as harsh as I was with him. I could have easily just went up and said, hey, I'm sitting in a can I sit there? And I go up there, probably a little bit of that Long Island bullshit being with you all the time rubbed <laughs> off on me. So I get in there, and I'm all fired up from acting like a bitch on the last flight, so I need to prove myself to myself. <laughs> so I come in there, and I, like, tap on the A, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm sitting there. Yeah. Also, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy this guy I didn't know. because You know why? Because he said the thing about it being a 20-minute flight. You might he probably right. likes the window better. Took yeah. his shot. He missed, and he went right to the polite Midwestern to know, oh, oh, is it? You know how to read letters? Why does nobody know how to read letters the minute they get on a plane? That's true. Why, why, why has that become so hard to figure out? Also, and also, it's like, I don't care if it's 20 minutes. You know I picked window because people have preferences, and you were too late to get to, get to the window first. So don't try to scare, even if it's a tiny little scam, it doesn't mean that much. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe you did come in hot, dude, but... To have it b- happen back to back is crazy. I think because that's usually, I I've only a couple times been like, oh, that's that's where I'm at. Well, that's why I did it is because I had a jerk store moment. Yeah, I had my yeah, second good. chance. Yeah, I went and met him at a different place, and I said, jerk store called. Yeah, they're running out of here. <laughs> You're also assigning so much backstory and so much like. So much like narrative to what these guys are thinking after. Like, oh, do you know why? Because I'm a psychopath. <laughs> Here's the thing. So am I. Like, do you know I go? At, I'm the idiot that I volunteer to give them my bag uh, at the gate to gate check my bag. I tell them. I go. Do you need people for gate checking? I don't mind that. Oh, you don't. A lot of people. I think that's cool. People will go to crazy lengths 
not to do that because they want to have their bag and get kept right off. And I'm like, I would rather go to the baggage claim at the end of the flight, which you do. Sometimes they give it to you at the plane, but it's usually now you go to the. Uh, oh, they usually give it to you at the plane. I thought. No, no, they do. But now every time I've done it re- recently, it's always been you go have to go down to the baggage claim. Anyway, the, uh, I'd like to do that instead of getting all the way in the plane in the back where my seat is, and after mm-hmm. group three or whatever stupid group I have, and then realizing there's no room and having to fight back. Like a, like a salmon swimming upstream to get back to the front of the plane. Oh, and go, oh, I got the, uh, sorry, uh, sorry. And say, and the people pleaser in me is like, that's a nightmare to have to go and uh, uh, awkwardly maneuver. Yes. Yeah. And it's, wor- it's worse for, because uh, I'm a big dude. So I just, I also think, here, here's, here's one of the biggest, I- there are so many issues on planes that they have yet to fix. Yeah. Why in the They just fuck? made the area smaller and smaller. Like, it makes it more issues. And then they make everything that you could pay a little extra to get a little extra. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is bullshit. And, and you pay a little extra to not feel like a fucking animal and legitimately second class. Because that's basically what they're saying. Yes. A hundred percent. And they're also people... I have no sympathy for people on planes because it's like... I am on the ball on a plane. I am. I'm moving over. When you gotta go to, the, I'm. I'm not. I'm walking down that aisle. Not bump. Try not to bump it. It happens. Try not to bump people. I'm. I'm. I'm moving to the side with my hands up. When you gotta go by to go to the bathroom, or you gotta Me do too. whatever. I am on the ball. And some people walked around that, like, uh, uh, walk around a plane like it's a fucking gymnasium, and they're just they're going to a science fair, or they're in the middle of the mall <laughs> taking a taking a sabbatical, or whatever it is. It, it, it frustrates the hell out of me. It's like you're in. A, you're all you. We're all fat. We're all fat on this freaking thing. <laughs> We're all fat. We we you might even. You, I love that whole idea where people are like, oh, fat people should buy an extra seat on a plane. It's like you're fat. You 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 fit into your seat, but that's about it. Like it's like you're fat. It bugs the shit out of me. I'm like, so am I. So I make sure. The other, like also, also if you're if you're like I take up both both armrest person, you're an evil fuck and you deserve something. Now you're not die. You deserve something to happen to you. That's why I like the window because I'm a good person and I realize how bad the middle stinks. So I don't even touch that armrest to my. Neither do I. To the other side. Neither do I. I just lean up against the wall and it's a good way for me to kind of stuff myself in a corner so I'm out of everybody's way. I don't know why they fucking don't board. They board the plane by groups. Boarding the plane by groups is the dumbest thing in the world because it's a class system, like you said. It is a class system, but it's but it's but I'm somebody who has issues with when things. Are, I don't even know the right word to describe it, but when things are purposely messy, like I should never like I should never have to board a plane. And have two people move out of their seat so I can get into my seat so they can move back in. No. Why wouldn't they just say, hey, now boarding everybody that has a fucking window seat. Yeah. Come on in. Now boarding everybody that has a fucking middle seat. Come on in. Now boarding everybody that's in the back. Come on in. It's what you said. It's the nickel and diming. So if you look, I just booked a flight. And if you're looking at the, uh, the seat choice map. Now, regular seats are in the front. Not first class, not even more leg room. Well, some of them are. But even regular, some of the regular seats that are in the front, extra 80 bucks. 80, 80, 80. So if you're paying that, there's no way. Or if you've paid for 
even more uh, uh, a quicker security line thing, or or at the gate, get on the plane faster. It's little tiny charges that are making up the money they lost during pandemic or even yeah. before that, when, when, when whatever was going and on. And dude, I'm sorry, I am never paying to sit up closer to the front unless I'm in like legit first class. Same here. Why in the fuck would you pay to sit closer to the front? The time difference. I mean, unless you have a razor thin transfer or transfer or what would you call it yeah transfer. layover layover yeah, or yeah whatever i'm speaking in bus terminology because i'm poor <laughs> i speak in bus terminology instead of uh flight terminology because i've been on a lot more buses than i've been on planes baby <laughs> if you got your fucking transfer you start, you start calling the uh the uh, jet blue flight the j56 <laughs> <laughs> if you hop on the j56 and then you go over to double A twenty eight. That's it's American like a Airlines. It's a bus that goes really fast. It gets yeah. you like to a bunch of places. I'm the guy that still gets all of his flights on Priceline. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I go for the cheapest fucking flight, which is why I had to leave at six thirty in the morning. Which um, got a great story about a about a lift for you um, that we can get to if if you if you want on this episode. We can, yeah. Um, oh, but what I was gonna say is the amount of time from sitting on the front of the plane sitting on the back of the plane that it takes you to get off of the plane is so minuscule yes it's unbelievable that and there's nothing that bothers me more than the person towards the back of the plane that jumps up right away when they can and starts already moving shit around i'm just like settle down Here's the thing. What I'm, I I'm like, hey, let me see your fucking let me see your fucking boarding pass to see how how quickly you got to get off this plane. Oh, you're home. Sit the fuck down, lady. <laughs> you know what I do? I will. I stand, but it's more for a leg stretch situation. I stand. I but I stand within my seat, so I'm not in the aisle yet. I'm just like, and you're looking at me like you're mad at me. I'm not mad at you. I'm I'm getting fucking mad about. I, I came in hot today. You did. You definitely did. I'm very irritable today, and I'm putting myself in a situation, and I'm getting mad about a situation that doesn't even exist. <laughs> is I'm thinking about whenever I'm on the plane, and I'm sitting in a row, and somebody a row behind me is standing right next to my row, and I'm and not, you can't get up. And it's not even my fucking turn yet, and I'm like, what are you? Are you gonna try to pass me? Because I will not let you. Oh, I. That's why I can't stand lines. Like we we talked about this. Cutting in lines is one of the I. I, I despise you if you cut, cutting. You cannot cut a line. Yeah. Can, even on a plane, that's a line where it's like, oh, just because you maneuvered yourself, so you're three people ahead because you grabbed your bag and you and somebody didn't stand up, so you shot forward and just stood there like a jerk off, waiting for everybody else to get their shit. My order is like rape, murder, cutting in line. <laughs> cutting in line is number three. The worst things that a human being could do. It's part of the breakdown of society. You it really people, is. I will call it out immediately. Immediately. You do. You're good at that. Yeah. I'm not. I, I'm not. But I. I. I have. I call it out so much. I'm wrong sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I've called out line cutting when it's not happening. It happened to me and Andy Fiore. I was at uh, Sal and Chris that deli. And Charlie's. Uh, yeah. Charlie's. That deli. We're in there, and I go. And I'm online. It's kind of a longish line. Some dude comes in and goes right to the front. I go. Excuse me. Can you, uh, and it turned out it was like an Uber Eats guy. <laughs> and Fiori was like, I think it was the guy who worked there. So. But I think that let that the, I think that the possibility 
of standing there and fuming and feeling like a bitch and feeling taken advantage of by not saying anything is worse than finding out that you just yelled at a new breeds guy. Uh, yes. I'd rather make the mistake and then feel good about when it does happen. Then, I mean, when I am right, yeah. then, then sitting there stewing and, and it might, you know, I'm going up like a, I always say like a cartoon thermometer, like, like, like when the cartoon and they have the, 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 oh, the yeah. mercury rising and like, <laughs> the steam's coming out of the ears, the exactly. little gasket blows off. So here's the thing. Like I've also saying all this, I've traveled a good amount of time in the past, like six, seven years that I've took way more flights than I used to. Cause I used to be like a flying novice where I would like before comedy, I think I went on like, I don't know, six flights in my life, four flights in my life. You know, it's like nothing. So here's the thing. It's like, I also have gotten way better where like, if I check my bags, I'm walking around willy nilly at the airport. I'm totally relaxed. I, I, I sit myself in the back now. And I and I just wait for it. I just sit there and wait for the most part. And yeah. Then I'll get up and get my thing maybe a little bit early. But like I'm just I try to be because I used to get so aggravated and so pissed off at the airport. Don't get me wrong. I'll still get mad if you if you're uh, you you doing something blatant, yeah. blatantly wrong against the rules of airport courtesy. But for the most part, I'm like, ah, as long as I have time, if when I freak out is. Cutting lines, something you do is egregious that nobody does at airports, or if I'm late. If I'm late for a flight, ooh, Nelly. Ooh, Nelly. I freak, I freak out. I'm, I'm losing my mind on the security. That's why I show up so early to flights. I but, show up <clears throat> criminally early. I used to be way worse with that, too. I used to get there two and a half hours. I still do. One time, three hours early. It, well, because part of it, I'm poor. I sometimes don't have the money to call an audible because sometimes you need money to call an audible if you miss your flight. Oh, for like a, a but but most times you miss your flight. I, they they charge you for that. They charge you an extra. I'm not willing to take. Like, I'm not willing to take the chance. I know. Yeah, you're not wrong. I don't know why. Like I have I have friends and family. My cousin was just telling me that because she has clear and TSA pre-check that she'll leave her house like. An hour before the flight's even oh. going, and she gets there so late and gets on. And me and her husband are like, "Why would you even take that unnecessary risk?" I had not pre-check. I don't have pre-check. I should get pre-check, but I me too. Um, it's worth it. But I, even if I had it, I used to have same here. The, the sky, the priority. I had that on Delta. Yeah, I still get there early. Still. And then I just get there. Also, a couple times recently I did regular because it was different flight, different companies than Delta. And I got there uh, and zipped through the security line. Zip through it. Yeah. Zip through it and still was like, all right, now I just chill out here and grab some food. I'd rather zip through security and then sit down and call somebody on the phone or something. One of the worst things I could have ever, ever, could have ever found out, one of the worst things I could have found out was that you you know what the the theory about airline security is? You know what they call it? What? They call it security theater. It's not real. They don't stop anything. Supposedly. Yeah. From what I heard, they did a study where they tried to get through all this dangerous type stuff, chemical like fake chemicals, stuff that looks like the stuff, um, you know, knives, this, that, the other thing. They got through ninety seven percent of the stuff. Really? Yes. It's if you watch, if you're there, they change it up so much, and nobody, everybody's just walking around doing nothing. But it's, except for like, uh, decide. Some people are doing their jobs correctly and moving the line correctly, but 
I one time it was so it was run so badly. I yeah. got up to the front and I go, "You got a terrible system." And she sent me to the back of the line. Ah. <laughs> like I was in seventh grade or something, uh, sixth grade or something. Like that. That's hilarious. But I go, "Are you furious?" I I was like, "What am I gonna do?" I I I, I mouthed off. You know, they, it's, like, it's like jail rules, like you said before. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, sorry, boss, got to go back to the line." They do have the power because you can't. Because then you can't be, go nuts. They'll just they'll just set call the authorities and then you'll beat your disruption and oh he said bomb <laughs> Be, yeah because they may have security theater but also there is an office where they have legit homeland security yes there is and which, those which type of agents i know people who work for that that's the legitimate security part yeah. of the airport the ones with the tsa don't get me wrong there's probably tons of them that do their job properly and sure I, I are really pleasant to be around but I do think that a lot of it is, it's like, I, I know my, I know the world of civil service. My dad came from, it's like the main thing is like, hey, we're just here for the job and we're not really paying attention. Do you want to hear something funny? And I could talk about this on a later episode because I have some good stories from this place. But right before I moved to New York, I worked at the airport in Pittsburgh. Oh, I think I did. It was that. me and like six other comics, including our, our buddy Colin worked there oh, as well. Oh, really? And... There was a time when there was a time when I there was a time were when, you a crooner at the airport? That's nah, more aerospace. <laughs> but no, there was a time at the at the airport when they let us know my team because I was I was a ground service agent, so I was one of the people that like checked and cleaned the planes. I like did the wand. I would push planes out. <laughs> Which yeah, but it was a tiny me. airport. No, it's Pittsburgh Airport. Would Pittsburgh International Airport. You would push planes out. Yeah, we could talk about that in a later episode Let's because I shouldn't have been able to do that. <laughs> so I get to I, we we get to work the one day and they go, Hey, there's some type of inspection. I, I think they're really cracking down on us really going through and doing the security checks on the planes. So they planted a fake thing on the plane. Like whether it was like a fake weapon or fake bag. They planted it so that when we did our security check, we had to find it so that the, these like security people from out of town can make sure that we're doing our job and give us right. some type of rating. So we got like a heads up on it, which we weren't necessarily but you, supposed to get. That wasn't your job. I would do you it would every once. The, I would oh, do it yeah, every yeah, once yeah. in a while. So I go on for this certain security check. My buddy finds it. It's like this fake gun. So I immediately grab the <laughs> fake gun and we're and we're on the. Uh, we're on the plane, and I start like pointing it at people. I'm doing the uh, <laughs> back off, terrorists, and then I start doing some James Bond stuff. I'm like sneaking around, and then I pointed at my friend, and then I realized that during the time I was playing, that the two agents from out of town who were supposed to be monitoring the security thing yeah. came onto the plane and like while you were doing it, while I was playing. So and they, and they turn, didn't shut down the airport? And I just turned around and I was like, ah, we found it. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you're like, no, there's a different gun. This is my gun. They just tackle yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really say we found it. I just handed it to my boss and I was like, so we, uh, okay, cool. So glad we found it. And I just like walked out. And this is what out. I mean. It's all phony baloney. Like you were able to do that, mess around like that, and nothing happened. Well, I didn't. I mean, technically, I didn't do anything wrong. No, you didn't do anything I mean, wrong, through, but... But I was just playing. But if they would have seen it, they probably didn't see shit. Because if they would have seen it, they would have been like, oh, it would have been an official capacity. They would have been like, what are you doing? I think they did see it. They just didn't love it. (laughs) 
Like they knew that you knew it was fake, and they everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Well, no, we were supposed to security know security theater. That's literally security. We were supposed theater. to know it was fake once we found it, and be like, ah, this is fake. Oh, yeah, okay, they okay, planted okay. it there because they sometimes were. They were supposed to do that more often than not. Is put something fake there just to make sure that we're doing our due diligence and <laughs> really checking everything. How many? What percentage of people? Real quick, do you think are because you are not are doing their jobs to, at a hundred percent capacity? Zero percent. <laughs> well, I, did I already tell the story, the, my Carvel story, my Baskin Robbins story, the soft serve what thing? What did you do? I think I told I was like seventeen years old, and this is also like first job nervous, first real job nervous type story, where. Uh, the guy comes in and asks. I didn't know how to work the soft serve. I was like my second day. I didn't know how to do the soft serve. So you said it was broken? No, I didn't. I didn't uh, do that. I should have done smart. that. I would have been smarter. Yeah. I <laughs> I said, the guy goes, oh, let me get like a large cone. Like, with the, And yeah. I'm like, sure, sure. The boss is in the back. The boss, And I was terrified of this. Not the boss. The guy was nice. But I'm 16. I'm me. I'm yeah. People please are terrified. And I go, oh, yeah, no problem. All right. And I was like, Shaking as I'm going up to the soft serve, I do it. I can only do it properly, like maybe a quarter of the way above the <laughs> above the cone. Like he didn't get like, I would say two thirds of the freaking cone, yeah. whatever. And I just go back and I go, here you go. And he goes, what's this? <laughs> he goes, this is all you get these days. That's what he says to me. I go, yep, it's already. You know what? It's free. Keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Walked away with this kid with this like head. It was like it was like you know how like you have a poop coming out of your butt a little bit like a turtle head. It was a turtle head but with soft serve. <laughs> yeah, hey, the economy. Am I right? That's all we're giving here. I'm gonna do you a favor though, bud. It's on the house. <laughs> if it was now, I go supply chain issues. I'm sorry, <laughs> these truckers. What can I tell you? There's no truckers left. But I was like, I was terrified. That's what I mean. Like, I was like not at most jobs. I think you're. You're seeing how much not doing the job you can get away with. You really have to figure out how little you can do to maximize how much you get paid. <laughs> Especially with a, like a, a job like that, it's like. Do you ever wish that you? Because you kind of mentioned how scared you were there in that moment, yeah. and like having fear of your boss. Do you ever wish that you could just quantum leap into your body from yes. twenty years ago yes. and just be like be Fonzie? Just, yeah. be, just be cool as shit and not give a shit. Because oh, I would dominate. Like you think about some of the shit you took that you that you found out years later. Like I didn't have to take that shit. Yes, hundred percent. I could have told that guy to go fuck himself, and nothing bad would have happened to me. Yep, it doesn't matter. I mentioned to you, I think, not on the pod. You ever see that guy that goes? We're living in a, he's like, he's like, there's non-playable characters like in your life. Like we're living in a simulation. You can say whatever you want. And nobody will do yeah. any, anything. And he's walking down the street, and some guy walks up and he goes, purple crayons are the best. Am I right? Right? And the guy goes, yep, you're right. You got it. And he just keeps walking. <laughs> and, like, you know, people are just being polite, but he's not 100% wrong. Not 100% like, wrong. Nobody gives a shit about any anything most for the most things, part. For, for the sure. most part, yeah. Well, when you see what happens in this city, in New York especially. Oh, you. Yeah. You can do whatever you want most of the time. I I'll I'll scream like if I miss a subway I've screamed if something happens to me uh, that I think I should scream I just scream pretty loud it's way shorter than crazy yeah. people but I scream pretty loud well, sometimes when and you're nobody turns around sometimes when you're just having fun general conversation you'll scream. <laughs>
You know what I mean? Sometimes you'll just be having a regular conversation with a friend of yours, and you'll be screaming about <laughs> sixty to seventy percent of the conversation. Sixty percent of the sixty seventy percent of the time, <laughs> you're just yelling. I said that yesterday, didn't I? Didn't I say I don't know why I'm yelling? And you were like, "Yeah, you yell your whole freaking life." <laughs> yeah, you're like, "Oh, I show that." <laughs> <laughs> Let, let me tell you uh, this story about this Lyft driver, and then we can yes, yes, we please call do. it a wrap. Or we we're going to wrap it up. Oh, yeah, we're going to wrap it up here. Okay. Uh, so I got a Lyft to the airport on the way back this past weekend, 4.30 in the morning. Get into this Lyft. Dude's really nice. Puts my bag in. And I get in the car. We start moving. And I said, ah, man. I said, I'm happy you were able to get me. I scheduled it last night. I was worried, you know, in a smaller city that I might not be able to get a lift this early a little bit out because we were like 20 minutes outside of Milwaukee even. Yeah. And he goes, I always take the scheduled rides. I always go with the, with the sure thing rides and judge them correctly. You know, I just assume that if you're going to the airport, to the airport from the hotel, there's not going to be an issue. I was like, makes oh. sense. Yeah. He said, cause uh, yeah, I had to shoot somebody a little while back. <laughs> Said, what, what do you mean shoot somebody? I'm sorry, come again? So he goes, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was during the heart of COVID. I uh, was going to pick up one of my scheduled rides at the airport, and in between it, I got a random one, and I was like, all right, I'll just I'll just grab this person in between my two scheduled rides. So I pick them up, and it's two people get into my back seat, and I ask them to put on a mask a few times, and they're just not res- they're non responsive to me asking them to put on a mask. So finally, I pull over. And I go, hey, you guys are going to have to put on a mask or get out of my car. And then they start swearing at him, screaming at him, motherfucking him, he said. And then he goes, all right, well, get out of my car. He said the one dude grabs him by his shoulder from the back. He yanks his arm off. And then when he turns again, he sees the other guy pulled out the guy like diagonal from him, pulls out a fucking huge Bowie knife and tries slashing him with it. He said he like. Moved out of the way of that. Was this Milwaukee or Haiti? <laughs> and it like he said it like took a chunk out of the headrest of his Escalade. So he said he reached into his left pocket with his right hand, pulls out a gun, squeezes off a shot in the back, hits that dude. He said the other dude starts grabbing at him. So he like puts the gun behind his uh, other side and fires off two shots in the back. Is it a movie? Hits that guy. So he's like getting out the car and he realizes the one dude's definitely like down, isn't really coming for him. He sees the other guy with a bullet wound coming at him again. So he said he shoots him in the leg, holds them both at gunpoint and calls 911. So I hear that whole story and I go, hey, man, if it's your way of telling me no riffraff back here, I got it loud and clear. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It's like insurance policy. Yeah. I tell this story every time. Yeah. Maybe like, oh, you make it up and then you say it so people don't give you a shit. But no, that probably happened. I think it happened. I feel like the cops came that he drove off and rescued his daughter from. <laughs> He's a firefighter. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It was nuts. That is, those moves are like John Wick moves. Yes. Yeah, That's like the, a scene. Like, the way you described it, I could see that being a scene in a John Wick The movie. cross behind the back yeah, yeah. shot through the hole in yeah, the seat. You, wh- who's that good of a shot? Also, who has the presence of mind to be peeling off these shots in weird positions? That's insane. It was so early for me to hear did that story. Did you give him story. a tip? I hope you did. Yeah. <laughs> I gave him a tip. Maybe... It was so early. Maybe that 
he didn't you were sleeping and you were dreaming that he told you this story i'm probably still in milwaukee right now <laughs> just been a fever dream that's nuts dude it was also, crazy that's one of the reasons why i've seen those same thing online you see those videos people freak out on these uber drivers it's like that's a reason not to like to not try not to have that job because sometimes i'm like ah, oh, maybe it's a good way to make extra cash he and loves it he loved it that's what he said big guy yeah big dude that's why he didn't give a shit he's probably bigger than the guys in black oh big black dude did, oh, you not, cool. did you not guess that he was black? No. <laughs> I didn't. Racist. Why would I guess he was black? I don't know. Isn't it racist to guess that he's black? I don't know. I don't know what the rules are for what qualifies as the racist assumption. I don't know. I just think it's funny that immediately you guessed it was a white guy. <laughs> That's funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> eh, fine. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Well, well, I'll, I'll say this. You were in Wisconsin, and you were... <laughs> That's what makes it interesting. Well, I think it's safe to assume... I just didn't think about it, to be honest. It wasn't how I thought about it e- e- either way. I just I just thought that you were in Wisconsin, and I would say the majority of the people in Wisconsin are white people, but I could be wrong. Did you? <laughs> was there, is there a large African-American community in Wisconsin? It's whatever you want it to be, Sean. Let's, let's not I get don't... down th- that road. Let's Let's... But yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. I, to be honest, I didn't even think of it. But yeah, that's cool. Like a cool badass black dude Uber driver. That's a movie. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Is the the honestly the reason that I brought it up is because you were talking about John Wick. There are not enough outside of Denzel Washington, where you have the black dude against the world type action movies. Well, like Man on Fire. Yeah, or like Equalizer. Yeah, but it's Denzel. Yeah, not many other actors or not many other black actors are doing that. Well, that's a whole other conversation. Let's save that for next week as well. Okay. Top three black action heroes. Black action heroes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do the housekeeping. Ray, you feel better now that you came in hot? You still hot? You still coming in leaving hot? Are you relaxed? You know, if if uh, I, I I've just been really bitten. Really been going through it the last month or so. Yeah, you. I'd say rightfully so. You had some shit go down. Yeah, you know it's just uh, I'm irritable. I think is the word. I'm easily irritated, and I'm fuck. I'm really drained. Do you want me to pull a Robin Williams and go bow hunting and tell you it's not your fault? It's not your fault. Hey, hey, hey! See all this? It's not your fault. Not you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you fucking do that. Not you, Sean. No, I hear you, buddy. I, it, it's Life is stressful, and I, I, I love you, and all the brand new jerk listeners love you, so that's what all you need to know. I just can't wait till Christmas. You just... <laughs> you're excited for Santa. I don't even again. fucking like Christmas that much. Oh, my God. Sorry. Ray, we can't Let's get, get out of here. <laughs> okay. Uh, we will we'll catch you next week. Uh, you can find the brand new jerks... Uh, uh, all over social media. Um, yeah, I'm at Shawnee Time on Instagram and at Shawnee Time TikTok on TikTok. Ray is at Ray B. Killing him on both TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, who fucking knows anymore? <laughs> and then uh, you could find at Brand New Jerks Pod on TikTok. You could also find us on YouTube. We've been getting a lot of lot of uh, new subscribers on YouTube. So Yeesh. hop on out there and join them. And, uh, you know, we are I know we talk a big game on the pod sometimes about some of the some of the grand ideas of things that we want to do. But uh, we are going to make a, an effort to uh, 
get you get you some bonus shit soon. Well, here's the thing: we we got bonus stuff coming at you. We also, guys, uh, there's we got new breath going into the podcast when it comes to our year anniversary. We got a hot, lot of backlog of episodes. If this is your first time listening, make sure you check all them out wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, but we're gonna change things up. We're adding new stuff to the show, so please, please, please keep listening. Tell your friends, and we'll see you next week. Right?